This morning, uh, we're going to share with you uh, what we entitled Get Motivated to Preach the Gospel. You see, uh, we see now the urgency for us to preach the gospel because if only few people, few Christians, okay, would obey God in uh, doing the Great Commission, you know, there, there's not a lot of impact, okay? There's not, there's not going to be a lot of impact because, uh, you know, it's, it's not that noticeable around the world. But if, okay, just try to imagine if uh, the body of Christ all over the world, okay, all over the world, let's just say in one day, okay, simultaneously all over the world, everybody posting their uh, testimony, the gospel message in uh, all social media accounts. What's going to happen? You see, it's, it, it's going to get their attention, of course, right? So that is why, uh, and also, we believe that Matthew chapter 24, all those predictions about the signs of the end times is upon us. What I mean by that is that uh, the, uh, the, the, the days or the season for the what the Lord Jesus Christ predicted as the labor pains, okay? Uh, it's upon us right now because we see those signs like, for example, nation against nation, okay? okay earthquakes, famines uh, in various places. And the, uh, these things are happening right now. And then wars, rumors of wars. What kind of war? Nation against nation, meaning to say ethnic against ethnic, and it's happening right now, okay? Uh, other nations right now are, you know, are being threatened by, by their kins, uh, kinsmen, like their, uh, the same ethnic group, right? Um, they're just neighbors. So, um, so the point is, uh, we're now at uh, nation against nation, then after that is going to be a worldwide thing. It's nation against nation. It's it's uh, sovereignties against sovereignties. So what's gonna be? Okay. So but the Lord said, do not be alarmed. So we're, it should not disturb us when when we see the news, uh, nation against nation, wars, rumors of wars, uh, kingdom against kingdom. Of course, those people, those countries that are involved in the who are in the middle, especially in the middle of the conflict, they they should, they cannot help but you know worry and because they, they, they will experience all the famine and all the struggles uh, and they're running for their lives, you know, etc. So, but the thing is, the thing is, uh, in general view, Jesus said, uh, "Don't be alarmed because it's not the end yet." Uh, it says that. Uh, it's just the beginning, okay? This is part of the the beginning. It must happen. It says, do not be alarmed. It must happen. So this is part of the end game story of God because the ending is that Jesus will be glorified. It's uh, The hero would come uh, at, the, at the moment, at the timely moment. So here's the thing, friends. Um, the Bible says, so when is the end? When will the end come? Bible says, uh, Jesus said, uh, and this gospel will be preached into all nations. And I'm sorry, and this gospel of the kingdom, Matthew 24, in, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all in the world, and then the end will come. So, 
Meaning to say, until the end, our number one responsibility are uh, you know, something that God expects us ex- from us to do is preaching the gospel. Okay, and the gospel of this kingdom. It's not just the gospel of Christ, but of the kingdom. Meaning to say, you're going to talk about the coming king and his kingdom. When you say kingdom, there's a king. And there, there are subjects to the kingdom. So it's us. That's why it's very important that here right now, uh, even though we go through some sort of trouble, uh, trials, struggles, we need to learn how to, uh, you know, the kingdom principles, you know, how to live a life in His kingdom. Okay, that no matter what happens, we trust Him, we are dependent on Him, um, and so on and so forth. That's why uh, the kingdom character is very important. It's something that we need to learn, and uh, which I pray and I hope that the, the fear of the Lord will be established in each and every one of us. Every believer, every Christian, the fear of the Lord, you know, uh, fear for, from what? Fear to do something wrong, fear to offend God. That's the fear. Because why do you fear uh, offending the Lord? Because you love Him. Because you love the person, you love God. You don't want to. You, you don't want to hurt Him. You don't want to do anything that's that's uh, offensive to the Lord. That that does not bring delight to Him. That is why it's very important. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Okay, so that's what the Bible says, and so on. Um, that's a long introduction. So anyway, uh, get motivated to preach the gospel. All right. So uh, first, let us you know uh, uh, remember the past. Okay. So when was the last time you preached the gospel? Do you remember the last time that you preached the gospel? Do you remember how many people were you preaching to? <laughs> or have you been passionate about? preaching the gospel when you first came to Lord to the, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you remember that time when you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior and then all of a sudden you have this burden inside you to preach the gospel to your family, to your friends, and you, you went home and you spoke the word of God, you, you told them what you what happened to you, that you, you gave your life to Jesus, you told them about your newfound relationship in Christ, and you were so fearless, you were so bold, and it's like you are un- uh, unstoppable. Okay, but that was before. But now, uh, you no longer have the same desire or the same courage, the same fearless thing, okay, uh, to do it, right? To preach the gospel. So, so what happened? What happened to the uh, fearless fearless? preacher <laughs> where is the fearless uh, preacher that you used to be when you gave your life to Jesus as your lord and savior okay what happened to uh, the, to the zeal of evangelism but today are you looking for that motivation to share the gospel of Christ again Okay, or just like before. And this is why today I, we are here to encourage you, to exhort you, to motivate you to share the gospel of Christ once again. With the same passion and zeal. Okay? I know it all comes from the presence, from, from the Holy Spirit. 
because it's the Holy Spirit who will inspire us, okay? So I hope you will listen to this sermon today and that it will rekindle the fire, it will rekindle the passion for the lost uh, in you for evangelism and move you to take action, okay? After this, okay? It's what we call here in Obey. So, Let's jump into uh, our topic. Let's talk about motivations for sharing the gospel. Uh, because our goal is that every spirit believer around the world to preach the gospel, okay, um, to all people, okay, to all people. And remember, Keith Green said, Don't close your eyes and pretend the job's done. Don't close your eyes and pretend the job's done. So it's the job is not done yet. The Bible says in the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world and the end will come. So the end has not come yet. We're not done yet. You know, we, we, we have to continue preaching the gospel. So, so um, how to get started and how to stay motivated. Okay, this concerning uh, the the. The, the preaching of the gospel, okay? Reasons for getting and staying motivated in preaching the gospel, okay? Okay, or reasons for getting and staying motivated in getting the gospel out, all right? So, number one, uh, love for God and for our fellow men. See, we have to cultivate our love for God first, Cultivate your love for God first because if you lost that loving feeling for God, you're not going to evangelize. You, you, you have no motivation. You have no fire. You have nothing in you to, 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 you know, to, to do the work of the Lord naturally. Okay, It's not going to happen naturally. It's going to be something very difficult for you. But the thing is that you need to cultivate. Cultivate means we need to develop. Okay, our love for God, our ongoing relationship with God. Let's let's put fire, let's put fellowship, let's spend time with God, okay? Because our love for God must come first. Oh, I remember the song. To love the Lord our God is the heartbeat of our mission. You see, that's the goal. To love the Lord our God is the heartbeat of our mission. That song, the mission, entitled The Mission from Steve Green, okay? It says, To love the Lord our God is the heartbeat of our mission. The spring from which, you see, the spring from which our service overflows across the street or around the world. The mission still the same. Proclaim and live the truth. In Jesus' name. You see, the same thing, okay? Across the street, just across the street, or around the world, the mission is still the same. What is it? Proclaim and live the truth. And so you have to live your life correct, okay? Live it right with God. Get right with God. Because if you're not right with God, that's another problem, friends. So you need to check, you need to love God, you see, uh, because the, the, the point is, you know, the point is uh, even if you hear this message many times over, you will still have no motivation at all in you 
to share the gospel of Christ if the love of God is not established in us. Okay? If the love for God is dead, if the love of God is not working, if the love of God in you is, if you're not active, you know, with your ongoing relationship, you're not, you're not doing anything to, 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 to refuel that, that, that uh, intimacy with God. Without that intimacy with God, how can you be motivated to, to do anything for the Lord? You cannot do anything for the Lord. There is no motivation in you. Even after hearing a lot of messages about preach the gospel, preach the gospel, preach the gospel. No, nothing's going to happen unless the love of God, unless intimacy with God is restored. Okay? Unless intimacy with God is restored. Hallelujah. Unless, in, let me just type this. <laughs> Unless intimacy is restored. So this is very important, friends, that uh, we, we, we first, uh, we first uh, restore intimacy with God. This is what we meant by, uh, what's number one again? Uh, Love for God and for our fellow men. Because if we love God, the next thing that will happen that will come naturally is that our love for people, then we will be concerned what's going to happen to them if they don't have Christ. What if, what if they'll die? What if they, they, they met an accident? What if they get sick? What if tomorrow they won't wake up again? You know, things like that, um, we cannot tell our time. Okay, but we know that life is short. But the thing is this. Intimacy with God. Okay? Your love for God must come first. It must be restored first. Restore it. Okay? And then what will happen? We will love our friends. We will love our neighbors. And then we will what? Obey Him. Okay? So, John 15, 12, it says, My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. You see, love each other as I have loved you. What kind of love is that? You see, the, 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 God is... You know, we, we don't have this kind of love. Only God has this agape love. It's unconditional. It's, it's beyond our human love. It's beyond the, the love that is of the flesh. But, uh, but the thing is this. Uh, he said, love each other as I have loved you. What kind of love is that? He gave his life. Okay? Verse 13. Okay? To prove it. Verse 13 says, greater love is no one than this. Done to lay down his life for his friend or for one's friends. Meaning to say, when you lay down your life for another person, that is love. That you're willing to give up your life because of love. So if that is the level, that is the standard, that is the measurement of love, wow, that's tough love. That's tough love. Verse 14 says, You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because servants does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I've learned from my father I've been known to you. In context, verse 16, You did not choose me. I chose you and appointed you that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my in the my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. So you see, it all, all boils down to love, the love of God. And then, love one another. 
Because if you know the love of God, you have a model. And it says, love one another as I have loved you. Love each other as I have loved you. That's verse 12. And so, by, by his demonstration, verse 13, he gave his life for us. Okay, instead of us dying for our sins, he died for us in our place. It's a substitutionary death on the cross. That's why we need to give our lives to Jesus. We need to be born again. Because uh, if we live our lives uh, without Jesus, we will die because all of us are sinners. That's why we need to give our lives to Jesus so that his life, what he did, the benefits of the cross, the forgiveness and eternal life can be passed to us, can be given to us. Okay? Alright? So, uh, that's why we need to surrender our lives to Jesus. We must be born again. That's what the Savior said. You must be born again. Okay, let's just jump to uh, another verse. But remember, the love of God is no ordinary love. Okay? It's beyond man's level of love. Okay? So, uh, by the context, love that is greater God's, uh, that kind of love is greater than life. Okay? 1 John 5, 2 says, This is how we know that we love the children of God. So how do we know we love the children of God? By loving God and carrying out His commands. In fact, this is love for God to keep His commandments. And His commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. So you see, in Christ, that's why the person, a born-again person, cannot continue to sin. Cannot, cannot continue to live in sin. Some, somehow, somewhere along the way, God's conviction is going to be unbearable. And you cannot sleep because the Holy Spirit lives in you and is not letting you go. And He's uh, convicting you to repent. And that is why, uh, friends... Uh, that faith in the Lord the, 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 with the work of the Holy Spirit, I mean, He, the Holy Spirit, will enable us to overcome the world because we have faith in the Lord. So, but the thing is, uh, one of the fruit of love is obedience to God, okay? Obedience. His commands are not burdensome for everyone. Born. Anyway, uh, let's go to number two, commanded to preach the gospel. So, number one, we, we need to put uh, uh, it or remind ourselves we need to remind ourselves always that okay uh, intimacy with God okay love for God and for fellow men must be restored okay must be established okay it's a must alright must be restored first second we need to remember that we were commanded. We are commanded. We are called to preach the gospel. Okay? Again, we are commanded to preach the gospel. We are called to preach the gospel. Where is that in the Bible? Matthew 28, 18 to 20 says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Okay? And it says in verse 19, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of this. It means to say, up to the very end of the age, this is the thing that we will be doing, okay? 
Matthew 24 says, And the gospel of this king that shall be preached unto all the nations and to all the world, and then the end will come. So the same thing with verse 20, up to the very end of the age. And we also read the first scripture that I read to you, uh, John 15, uh, from verse 12 to 16, but in, six, in verse 16 it says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to, that you may go bear fruit, fruit that will remain or last, so that whatever it was, etc., etc. So this is about bearing fruit. That is the result of us responding to God's love when we love God, and if we love God, we will obey Him, and if we obey Him, we're going to go. We're going to go, 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 and preach the gospel. Okay, and then uh, Matthew 28 says, it says, go make disciples of all nations. So this is the thing that we will be doing. You know, uh, after the pandemic, you know, now, especially now that people, uh, a lot of people around the world, they just lost this passion, this fire, this intimacy for God. And we need to encourage them, you know, encourage them. Those, I mean, in, invite them back. Let there be a, like a homecoming to your home groups, to your cell groups. Encourage them to, to read the Bible. I mean, the, the discovery groups, you know. Uh, start growing, start preaching, start uh, praying, uh, start interceding for the lost. You see, this is, this is, the, this, this is the work, okay? We need this motivation. And our motivation, our main motivation besides the Word of God, is the Holy Spirit Himself. We need to develop our relationship, our intimacy with God, because with that intimacy, everything that the Lord wants us to do will be rekindled, okay? Will be activated. That's, the, that's a good idea. So anyway, 1 Corinthians 9, 16 says, When I preach the gospel, this is the Apostle Paul. He is, Apostle Paul, by the way, is motivated to preach, okay? He is, <laughs> okay, when he was here on earth, okay, of course. Uh, For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, he said, since I am compelled to preach. He was compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. So you see, the purpose of this uh, verse, specific verse uh, from, from the Apostle Paul, he said this to remind us, okay, to remind everyone what, is truly important what is truly uh, vital okay and where our focus needs to be okay we need to uh, have the correct uh, right priorities in life because if you do not set the right priority we do not you know put into order if it is not first things first you know what's gonna happen the problem is is that we're not going to do anything. You know, we're not going to, and nothing's going to happen, okay? It's like going into motions. Every day, you have your routine. Every week, same routine. And after that, you know, you assess your life. What did you accomplish? Nothing, okay? Nothing, absolutely nothing. You're just wasting time. So that is why we are, Trying to regain focus by discussing, by talking about this, that, you know, this is very important, okay? That's why for Paul, if I do not preach the gospel, so he said, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. That is 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. So I hope that the same, uh, the same thing, okay, I hope that we receive the same burden 
like Paul, so that we understand, we practice what truly is more important in life and where our focus, where your focus needs to be. All right? So, number three, another purpose for our redemption. What, why do I say another? Because there's, there's, the Lord has other purposes. Okay? For one, one of the purposes that God saved us is so that we can give Him praise. Okay? You can read that, uh, uh, Peter. Um, we were taken out of darkness to His wonderful light so that we may declare His praises. Okay? So that's one. Another thing is that, of course, because He loves us, He wants us to save from the world so that we will not perish but have what? Everlasting life. That's why He gave us eternal life. But uh, one of the many reasons, one of the many purposes why God saved us is number three, it's another purpose for our salvation. Okay? Meaning, we are saved. Okay? We are saved so others may believe the gospel through our preaching. We are saved so that others might be saved also. Okay? By us assisting them, by us walking alongside them, by us helping them, by us ushering them. So, we are saved so we can do our part. Okay, is that biblical? 2 Corinthians 5.17 all the way to verse 20, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Verse 18, all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us, gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Okay, so... In verse 19, it says, That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Okay? Entrusting to who? <laughs> to whom did God entrusted the message of reconciliation? It says, to us. Okay? Entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Reconciliation. Verse 20, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. It is God making His appeal through us. Okay, again, through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So, friends, let's uh, make it simple. Okay, the moment you got saved, the moment you are born again, you are one of His ambassadors. So you are here, we are here to be his representative, the representatives, okay? We represent Christ on earth. That's why our lives must show what we believe, okay? Our lives must be uh, uh, salt and light to this world because, you see, we are ambassadors. We should look like one. We should, we should walk, we should behave, we should Talk like an ambassador of Christ. You should not be living like the world. Okay? Don't live like the world. That's why in Romans chapter 12 says, Do not conform to the world, to the traditions of the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. And so you will know what the will of the Lord is, that it's good, it's pleasing, acceptable. Now the thing is this, friends, that's, that's from Romans chapter 12, by the way. Uh, verses 1, 2, 2, 3, maybe. Okay. 1, 2, 3, right? So, 
So the thing, friends, is that the renewing of the mind, it's a process. It's an ongoing. The word renewing, okay, it, it does not say renewed, okay? Your mind uh, was renewed when you received Jesus, when you accepted the Lord. No, it says by the renewing of your mind. So it's present tense. It's, it's an ongoing thing. It's a process. It's a right now. So sanctification is both, okay, a process, an ongoing process, and an instant, you know, it's a one-time thing in the Spirit. When you receive Christ, you are declared righteous, sanctified, but there's a lot of things in our lives that needs to, be tuned, okay, sharpened, or or things that God wants to remove or or or, or uproot from us so that we can live our lives for His glory. So you see, God is preparing us. That's why we have a lot of trials in this world today, because this is part of pruning. God is pruning us so that uh, we can uh, we can uh, walk and live in His kingdom. Okay, um, okay. let's go back. Uh, it says we have what? We were given the, the ministry of reconciliation and we are called the ambassadors of Christ or for Christ. So friends, ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> this is one of the purpose. This is one of the reasons why we were saved. We were saved so that we can help others or so that we can lead others, usher others, to the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is our calling as ambassadors. So let's act like ambassadors. Let us let us walk, let us talk like ambassadors of Christ. Amen? Number four, there is no alternative. Zero option. There's no other way for people to be saved. Huh? Really? Yes. Unless you preach the gospel, there's no other way. Let me let me read the whole no, the whole number four. It says there is no alternative. The preaching of the gospel is for sure, okay, absolutely a necessity, okay, for sure a necessity. They cannot be saved. People cannot be saved apart from the gospel of Christ. Unless the Lord, okay, here's the here's the <coughs> exception, okay. Unless the Lord Himself will reveal, okay. Unless the Lord will reveal Himself to them by dreams and visions, or unless this these people will have a personal encounter with the Lord through dreams and visions. You see, if you browse the internet, there's a lot of videos that you'll find. Uh, the title is uh, More Than Dreams because it's not just a dream. It's not an ordinary dream. It's more than dreams. Why more than dreams? Okay, I'll just please write this down. Okay, look for videos in YouTube. Uh, browse for more than dreams. You, you, you'll see a lot of people testifying how they met the Lord Jesus Christ through their dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them have experienced, like the Apostle Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul met, met the Lord, you know, through a vision uh, in Damascus on the road while he was on the road. So the same thing, uh, there are people without us preaching the gospel to them, the Lord himself, the Lord himself revealed himself to them, either by visions or dreams. So that is the exemption that I see, okay? But 
besides that, there is no alternative. Okay, there is zero option. There's no other way. No way, no way, no way. They cannot save. They cannot be saved apart from the gospel of Christ. Okay, again, unless the Lord himself will reveal himself <coughs> via or through dreams and visions. Because a personal encounter with Christ is, is something. <laughs> Acts 4.10 says, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Because there was a miracle during that time. And so uh, the apostles was telling the people of Israel that it is through the name, the power of the miracle was done through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said in verse 11, Jesus is the stone you, you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Now, now, I did not really understand the word cornerstone. I mean, I understood cornerstone literally, especially if you read, uh, use... Uh, Bible encyclopedia or you can use the commentaries you see it's easy to understand but when we went to Israel and our guide our Jewish messianic Jew told us about what is the cornerstone during the time of Jesus you know as they build synagogues etc and he showed us the cornerstone wow it's not a cornerstone for us <laughs> for us the interpretation of cornerstone is that uh, it is a uh, Literally in a corner. <laughs> but the cornerstone is the one holding the whole building. It's not just one stone. It's a solid stone where, where the whole building is actually uh, standing on. That is a cornerstone. When Jesus said, a wise man builds his house on the rock. The word rock there is the cornerstone. So if they, if they build their synagogues uh, even long, long time ago, you see, we went to the ancient ruins and etc. and they have their, 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 their buildings there. You see the cornerstone. It's in the whole corner of every structure of building. It's, 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 it will protrude. It, it's, uh, it's very obvious. You know? <laughs> anyway, that's, that's not my topic. So, but the point is, in the understanding of the Jews, Jesus is the cornerstone. He was telling them, and during that time, they understood what, what the apostle was saying, that Jesus, the stone that the builders rejected, has become the cornerstone. Now, verse 12, this is the point. Verse 12, that's why we told you no alternative. There's no other way for people to be saved apart from the gospel of Christ. That's why the preaching of the gospel is, is a necessity, okay? Acts 4.12 says, Salvation is found in no one else. Okay? No alternative. No one else. For there is no other name given under heaven or under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. There's no other way. Okay? There's only one name given under heaven. It's not all names going to heaven. Oh, no, 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 no. There's only one way going to heaven. And it says, salvation is found in no one else. So there is no other Savior for us okay, to be saved. 
Only the Lord Yeshua, Jesus Christ, was given the authority to save anyone that He wants to save. So He was authorized to save. That's why He said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Because He was given that authority, including salvation. So if your Savior is your religion, your church, you're not saved. Because salvation is found in a person, not in an institution. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, or I am the eternal life. No one can go to the Father. No one can transact to the Father except through me. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ said in John chapter 14. <clears throat> so my friends, there's no others. So now we know salvation is found in no one else. So what do we do? Preach the gospel. Okay, because without preaching the gospel, how can these people be saved? Now, let's jump to Ezekiel 33, verse 8 to 9. It says, When I say to the wicked, You wicked person, you will surely die. And you do not speak out to dissuade or, uh, them from their ways, that wicked person will die for their sin. And I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do not warn the wicked person to turn from their uh, turn from their ways and they do not do so, they will die for their sin. I don't know. I'm sorry, sir. Verse 9 says, But if you do warn, if you warn the wicked person to turn away, to repent from their sins, and they do not do so, and they do not respond, and they do not repent after you preaching to them, but still they did not repent, they will die for their sin, though yourself will be saved. So, 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 uh, take a look at that scripture, okay? Uh, Romans 1, 16 to 17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of, of Christ, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the... Now, look, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why is Paul not ashamed of the gospel? Because it is what? Because it is what? It is the power of God. Okay? It is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. That brings what? Brings salvation to everyone. So anyone who does not understand, who does not know the gospel is not saved. They cannot be saved because first, they don't understand the gospel. Because through the gospel, they can obtain salvation. They can receive salvation through the message through the preaching of the gospel, right? Again, read that. He said, I'm not afraid, uh, ashamed of the gospel because it is what? It is the means. It is the power of God that will bring salvation to everyone who believes. So how can you have faith if no one preaching to you if you don't understand the gospel? If you don't understand the gospel right now, you're not saved. So continue Stay with us. Stick with us. Don't switch channel. Okay? Because you need to hear the gospel. All right? Okay? So the gospel is very important. And the preachers of the gospel is very important. Because who, who will preach? Okay? Romans 10, 13 says, Romans chapter 10, 13 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But, 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 but. Verse 14 says, but, okay, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? Okay? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? 
And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they uh, and how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So, how? So, we know it already that those who call upon the name of the Lord, those who will acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior, those who will come under His Lordship, those who surrender their lives to the Lord, commit their lives to the Lord, okay, those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can that happen? How can they call on the name of the Lord? How can they call on the one they have not believed? Okay? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? So they need to hear it. Okay? That's why it says, And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Now that is you and I. That is us. That is us. We are called to preach the gospel. Wow. So now I hope you understand the urgency, the importance of uh, preaching the gospel to the nations. The importance of obeying the Lord. Amen? Number five. <coughs> Excuse me. Number five. Life is short and the end of all things is near. Life is short and the end of all things is near. Okay? Meaning to say, time is short for everyone. Whether you're a believer, you're a non-believer, whether you're rich, you're poor, still, life is short. Okay? First Peter 4.7 says, The end of all things is near. So don't tell me this is not biblical. Okay? And this was written a long, long time ago. <laughs> By the apostle Peter, he said, the end of all things is near. Still near, okay? 2,000 years ago, still near. So if it's near during that time, how, how much more today? So the thing is, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and be of sober mind so that you may pray. We need to pray. So the moment this truth sinks into your soul, okay? If you truly understand our message today, you will not, you don't want to squander, you don't want to waste time. You don't want to, you know, let time pass by without you doing anything. You will have, you will act on it. You, you're going to do something. You, you will put some action to it, right? And you are not going to be silent. You see, your silence can kill people. It's not directly kill people, but because you've, you've been silent, you, you, you did not share the gospel to them, and then if they die without hearing the gospel, wow. So, technically, they died because you did not speak. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, it's not a direct thing that they died because you were silent, but because of your silence, they missed, they missed their opportunity to hear it. But you, need, you see, these days, in our days, in our time, in our, with our technology, people in the city are not the excuse. Everyone somehow, one way or the other, have encountered the gospel 
someone preaching to them someone or maybe in the internet uh, or maybe uh, by uh, one time uh, they were watching television and they scroll they they you know they just switch channels and 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 someone they saw someone preaching the gospel in a pulpit because the lord has allowed it that uh, many preachers you know uh, even the gospel have access in the internet in in uh, in tv programs and so that is also of the lord but of course you you also want god to you you want to receive reward from god on graduation day and you know you have a role to play we all have a role to play that's why let's take our part let's do our part let's 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 preach the gospel okay all right so well, number five life is short and the end of all things is is near james 4 13 James 4.13 all the way to verse 15. <clears throat> now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to, uh, go to this place or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Okay, so this is, this is the picture of the world today. Okay, verse 14 says, Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. In other versions, it says you're like a smoke. Here, the, the, the word is mist. You are like a mist. You are a, a smoke that appears for an instant and then is gone. In other version, uh, it says uh, you're like a drop droplet what is life life is like a a droplet of water or a mist or a dew or a like a smoke that evaporates that vanishes that appears for an instant and then it's gone that's how short life is and that is why it says that how can you say that you know ah oh, let tomorrow i'm going to go travel around the world and stay here stay there for one uh, on this country on that city for one year what does it say uh, make business make money more more money 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 so it, there's nothing wrong with uh, business and money making but this kind of life is a life a selfish one that lives for himself apart from god because his concern his main concern his main goal is making money the priority is no longer the 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 business of god the goal of god which is business i'm not referring to money i'm referring to soul okay that's why jesus said i no longer call you servants but friends because i and because you know my father's business and what is the father's business souls he wants people to hear the gospel receive the gospel okay he wanted everyone to be in his kingdom Okay, everyone must come to Jesus, must repent from sin and follow Jesus. That is the goal, okay? That's why it says in verse 15, instead, you ought to say, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or do that. So you see, <clears throat> now that thing tells us that 
you should be living your life with the Lord because it says you acknowledge God. If it is the Lord's will, then we can do this, we can do that, we can go there, we can go anywhere uh, because, you know, if it's the Lord's will. But if you do, if you exclude the Lord, the Lord is not part of your plans, the Lord has no part of your system, the Lord has no part in your, uh, in your personal agenda. <laughs> so you will say, well, I'm going to travel and go to that city, spend time there, carry on business and make money. That's in verse 13. So friends, ladies and gentlemen, understand life short. Life is like a tiny drop of vapor that appears for an instant and then is it's gone. Okay? It's gone. It's like a bubble. Once it pops up, done. It's gone. Okay? So that is life. So right now you see there is an urgency because though our life is short, the lives of those people that we need to minister to are short also. Those people, they, are, their lives, you know, I mean, everyone, you know, this applies to everyone. Life is short. <laughs> okay, life is short. So, we, we, we should not miss the opportunity for them to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. So, what to do? See, what to do? We have, uh, I, I wrote three points for our application. Okay, so it's obvious that you have a social media account. Why do I say that? That you have a Google account since you are watching this sermon. You're watching this sermon via Facebook, okay? Or you're watching this sermon via YouTube, YouTube. Or you're listening uh, through a podcast, okay? Or meaning to say you, you, you have a phone, you have an internet, you have maybe not a phone, maybe a, a iPad or computer, right? You have a personal computer. So, but the thing is you have a personal or social media account, okay? So that means you have the ability to post something or upload a video that can reach more people who are using the same platform with you. Okay, who are sharing the same platform with you. Like you, you use YouTube, you use Facebook. So there are other people who are tapped, who are, uh, who are connected to, to the same platform. Okay, so why not use it? So number one that you can do for our application is share this link. Okay, share this link. All right? <laughs> That's the easiest one. Because you don't need to preach the gospel. All you need to do is share the link to your personal account so that when your friends see your news feed, your, your activity, you know, there, there's going to be a notification um, about you or what you posted, what you shared. And uh, somehow, uh, they will see, but it's up to them if they will listen or watch this preaching but the thing is this share pictures share videos okay that talks about the gospel of christ okay amen so that's number one share this link number two draft a testimony you a short i mean short testimony don't 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 not a long version draft a short testimony 
include some scriptures on salvation. Meaning to say, you have to write a note. Okay, you you need to write a line up. So in in your note, you you write your testimony. These are the three or four points that I want to talk about. Um, before I was this. Okay, I was in sin. That was before, and then I met the Lord Jesus Christ by a friend who shared to me, and then I repented or I, I gave my life to Jesus. You know, after giving my life to Jesus, I was changed. So that was before and after. So you need to share a short testimony, and then include some scriptures. Like for instance, John three sixteen. Okay, for God so loved the world, or or John three three. Unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So if you're looking for salvation, you must be born again because the Savior said you must be born again. So that's how simple it is. Okay, let it be a conversation, a, a natural conversation. Okay, the other thing, just get used to it. Okay, I know it's it's not that easy to 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 talk to in front of a camera because the camera is not a person. But uh, <laughs> since the pandemic, you know, I, I learned how to face the camera and just talk as though I'm talking to a person. So you can practice, you know, in front of the mirror, uh, talk to yourself, okay? Preach as though that person is unsaved while you are saved. You are preaching to an unsaved person in front of the mirror. You know, be creative, you know, just practice. So again, number two, draft. Write a short testimony, okay? Include some scriptures on salvation, and then record yourself. That's the thing. Film yourself, okay? Film yourself, and then click upload. So upload it uh, public, okay? Uh, set it to public, uh, public uh, setting, so that anyone... Uh, including the friends of your friends and, and other people who might come across your page uh, will be able to access the, the video that you posted, okay? So it is about the gospel of Christ. No, you know, it should not be focused on you, but it's focused on how the Lord changed you. You know, the, 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 that's, that's the thing. So we're not perfect. I tell you, you can you can uh, you can uh, um, what do you call this you can still commit mistakes okay you can mess up from time to time but you will not continue to sin you, you you're, you're going to repent and and be stronger in the lord okay um number three last seize the opportunity when you are with your friends Seize the opportunity when you are with your classmates, office mates, workmates, etc. If you know for certain that some of them are not saved yet, okay, then let them know that you are a follower, a believer, a born-again believer of Christ. Either you minister to them through friendship evangelism or add them to your social media account or network of friends so they can read and see the messages and pictures and videos you upload on your uh, social media account about God, okay, or concerning the Word of God. So that's it, friends. Do, let us not be afraid anymore, okay? Let us not fear. 
But uh, to start with, again, let me remind you, rest, uh, get right with God, okay? Restore that loving feeling or uh, restore the, your intimacy with God first because uh, number one, what's number one again? Uh, love for God and for our fellow men. So we need to cultivate our love for God. We need to develop our love to God. We need to fan into flame our intimacy with God, okay, so that we can begin to minister to people and 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 without the without the um, things that um, that will hold us back okay uh, without guilt without fear okay so see re- remember those times when you were fearless to preach the gospel you know fearless because you thought that it may be their last day last chance and that tomorrow may be too late. So why not, you know, you know, return to those, uh, return to those days where you really see the urgency for people to hear the gospel. You know, the, the, there's a song entitled "People Need the Lord." <laughs> Every day they pass me by. What's that? That song again? Every day they pass me by. Na, 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 na. Okay, anyway, you can uh, listen to the song Steve Green again, but from Steve Green. Every day they pass me by, and then what's next? Empty people. Ah, I can see it in their eyes. Empty people filled with care, headed who knows where. So on they go through private pain, leaving fear to fear. Laughter hides their silent cries. Only Jesus hears. People need the Lord. At the end of broken dreams, He is. Jesus is the open door. When will we realize that people need the Lord? Okay, that is why we have to preach the gospel, friends. Because I tell you, without the gospel being preached to them, how can they believe in, in the one that they have not heard of? And how can they hear without somebody, what? Without somebody preaching to them. That is in Romans chapter 10, verses 13, all the way to verse 15. That's why, that's why I urge you, brethren, family, beloveds, let us preach the gospel. Okay? Because, you see, the Lord Jesus Christ said, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the, God, the, the kingdom of God. You cannot go to heaven unless you're born again. No matter how many religion, no matter how many times you, you get baptized with water, it doesn't matter. <laughs> because that religion, your water baptism, to all those religions will not save you. Jesus said, you must be born. You see, remember, when, when they crucified him in the cross, there were two criminals who were with the Lord Jesus Christ. And one of them said, Lord, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus told that uh, man, today 
you will be with me in paradise. And remember, that man didn't have, did not have the time to get baptized in water. Okay, but Jesus promised him, you will be with me in paradise. Baptism is good. It is to, uh, to do, uh, to fulfill all righteousness. That's what Jesus said about baptism, to fulfill. Because if you have the time, get baptized. Okay, I'm not against baptism uh, of repentance or baptism of water. Because this is your gesture, you're an, it's an act of faith that you are repenting from sin, that you are following Jesus, that you are turning away from sin. So that is uh, baptism repentance. Go for it. But if you don't have time, because you're, like, you're in the same situation with the, the, the man who was crucified with Christ, um, but then he believed. That Jesus is the Messiah. So you need to recognize, just like that, that criminal who recognized Lord. He said, Lord, remember me when you enter into thy kingdom. So today, friends, if you have not given your life to Jesus as Lord and Savior, this is the time that you act on it. This is the time, like that criminal who acknowledged Jesus as Lord, he said, Lord, remember me into your kingdom. And Jesus said, you will be with me in paradise. Today, you will be with me in paradise. But you have to come under the Lordship of Christ. You must submit yourself to Christ. Make him your Lord and your Savior. That's the idea. That's why Jesus said, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John 3, 7, Jesus said to the priest, Nicodemus, okay, he said, do not marvel. Do not be surprised that I tell you. Do not be surprised at my saying. You must be born again. It's not a suggestion. It's a must. It's a necessity. You must be born again. You want to be saved? Go, look, listen to the Savior. What did the Savior said? He said, you must be born again. Okay? He is not pointing to religions. <laughs> no. He's pointing to himself. He said, I am the way, I'm the truth, the life. Not institution, not, not, not institutions, not, not religion him he is because he died for us he took our place he paid the price okay he 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 completed the transaction in the through the cross he paid it all it was not his debt it's our debt it's we owe the debt but he paid for it so that through him or when we give our lives to him when we submit to his lordship we can avail forgiveness we can avail salvation because we are under His jurisdiction. We are part of His jurisdiction. So we become benefactors of what He is offering us, the benefits of the cross. That's forgiveness, that's salvation. So today, friends, if you want to give your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you want to, uh, you want to be born again. You want to be added into the kingdom of God. You want your name written in the Lamb's book of life. 
This is what we will do. Okay? The Lord knows. The Lord is watching wherever you are in your home or maybe you're traveling but you're listening to this or you know whatever you're whatever you're doing right now please pause and consider if you want to give your life to Jesus we want you to pray this prayer with us but as you pray or as you read the the prayer do it sincerely with all your heart that you really mean to give your life to Jesus, that you really acknowledge who Jesus is and what He did for us. Okay? When you, with you doing that, one day, what you, you'll do today, what you did today, <laughs> what you're about to do today, will be reviewed in heaven. That on this day, December 4, 2022, you gave your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's why it says, those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Okay? It's past tense. We'll be saved. So it meaning to say, we can receive salvation now while we're still alive. Not when we die or not when we are, we're dead. But right now, you can obtain salvation. You can receive salvation right now if you respond to the gospel of Christ acknowledging that Jesus uh, that, that, that we are sinners okay and that Jesus paid the price for us he is, he is now our Lord and Savior can we do that? okay okay so now let's pray this prayer that we call sinner's prayer or salvation prayer say Father in heaven in the name of your Son Jesus Christ and by the power of your Holy Spirit I pray. I believe that Jesus died in the cross to pay for my sins and that he rose from the dead on the third day. I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. Forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Today, I entrust my life to Jesus as my personal Lord and only Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Uh, welcome to the family of God. Those of you who pray that prayer sincerely from your heart. You see, uh, this is just the beginning of your journey in Christ. Uh, uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse, uh, I think, Colossians 2, 8. It says, now that you receive Christ or Christ or Savior, Christ Jesus as your Lord. So now he is your Savior and he is your Lord. Colossians 2.8 says, Continue to live your life in Him. In other verses, continue to walk with Him. So, this is just the beginning. We encourage you to abide and all of you Christians. And remember, now that you gave your life to Jesus, you have uh, received also, not just salvation, you also receive the ministry of reconciliation. Now you, you, you have a duty called uh, you, your duty is now like that of an ambassador. <laughs> we are now part of the kingdom of God 
and we are one of those representatives of Him on earth. Okay? So we are here to represent the Lord Jesus Christ to other people, you know, making an appeal for them to get right with God, to be reconciled back to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. So, friends, let us function. This is our call. We are called to go and make disciples. We are called to preach the gospel. That's the command. Okay? The great commission. The great commandment. And that is what the Lord is expecting us to do. So that, you know, when the time comes and we all stand before Him, we, we, we give an account of our lives, of everything that we said, everything that we did in life. You know what? Jesus is Lord. <laughs> Let God be glorified in our lives today, okay? So, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your message today. I hope that a lot of people uh, receive a, a new and fresh uh, insight, revelation, encouragement, motivation to push, to preach the gospel. Uh, Lord, I pray that uh, many people, uh, their hearts will be revived their their love for god will be their intimacy for the lord will be restored and lord we understand lord grant them the grace because at the beginning you know as they start as they uh, start to spend time with god again okay um, as they restart lord we know that it's it's uh, it's it's there's a wall of struggle uh, it's not going to be easy it's it, we feel like it's a du duty to do it but Lord, we know also, Lord, that it is from duty to delight. So Lord, I pray that people will be encouraged to push. Pray until something happens. Because Lord, we know that once we break through the walls of struggles, once we keep on praying, spend time with God, worship, read the word, once the walls of struggle is broken down, teared down, then that's the time we don't want to stop praying we don't want to stop worshiping we don't want to stop studying the word we don't want to stop praising the lord that is because the walls of struggles destroyed and uh, now duty becomes a delight prayer becomes a delight no longer a duty uh, worshiping the lord is no longer a duty but a delight uh, reading the bible is no longer a duty but a delight i pray that everyone will go will will be uh, on that uh, level lord of their relationship with you i pray that intimacy will be restored so that the love of god will be restored so that we can begin to function again as your ambassadors lord as your as your representatives on earth and so father thank you thank you for this message we pray to inspire that many people are inspired right now and many we, we pray that many more lord uh, uh, will be inspired lord with this message so god we bless your name and now the lord bless you and keep you the lord makes his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you the lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace both now and forevermore and all of god's people say amen and amen thank you so much for uh joining us today